Any advice for beginner investors? Sure. Uh, I always say invest in yourself before you invest in any real estate at all. Yes. Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co-author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. Welcome to Wealth Matters Podcast. I have with me Mr. K.K. Singh, who is also, the Indian name is Krishan Singh. Uh, and, and, and I like to call him Krishan Singh, of course. <laughs> so he is an entrepreneur, a multi-business owner, uh, owning multiple gas stations, convenience stores, a laundromat, 40 single family residences in Northeast Indiana, and an investor in around 2,700 plus units as limited partner and general partner. So welcome, KK, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show, Aplesh. Absolutely. How are you today? I'm doing great. Just got off the another podcast. Okay. And actually, I think I sent you my previous uh, uh, bio. Uh, we are at 2,900 uh, units. That's great. Nice to know that. So tell us something interesting about yourself. Something funny, something we, we, which we cannot guess. Oh, wow. That's a <laughs> difficult question. So I, I, something that a lot of people don't know, when I lost my job, I worked as a cashier on a gas station in the third shift at $5.15 an wow. hour. Wow. That was 20 years ago. Yeah, that's where I started my entrepreneurial journey. And in 20 years, that's why where I am now. That's amazing. And how come this happens to all the entrepreneurs that when they lose job, that's when they 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 have that light bulb moment. I lost my job in 2009. And I'm like, what the hell? Why, why am I working for someone else? <laughs> because when you jump in the swimming pool, then you figure out how to save my life. <laughs> exactly. Right. And then you, 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 you feel that you are so good at it. Why am I trying to, you know, help someone else build wealth? Right. <laughs> and especially, I think this is something uh, Indian thing. That we always have a security system. We install right. a system when, when the theft has occurred already. Yes, yes, that is correct. No, that, that's, that's good to know. So why did you choose to be in real estate? Well, I didn't choose it to be. I was forced into real estate. <laughs> so basically, uh, I, I had a lot of uh, real estate in India. Uh-huh. But this type of it's as you know probably it's not this type of real estate it's either agriculture or commercial lots or residential lots that's what i was buying in 2006 and 2007 when um, in uh, the real estate was very hot in india yes but i had i had some gas station real estate here as well but i never thought i am a real estate investor until somebody at our church offered me a portfolio of 40 single family houses. Wow. Wow. And that's how you got those 40 single family and residences. He, he insisted that he wants to sell them to me. 
Wow. So, so, I, so is, was that your first, very first real estate deal? Correct. Oh, okay. Can you talk about it? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, he's from our community. He had owned these houses for over 30, 35 years. Oh, wow. And uh, he, he offered those houses to his uh, sons and his sons didn't want those because they were doctors, engineers. Yeah. He said, they, he said I, I have to sell them and I sold them twice and the buyers could not get financing and I know you could get financing. I'll give you a really good deal. So why don't you buy my houses? That's I said, I've never done this. And he said, <laughs> I'll teach you. I know you can learn. I can teach you for one year. Wow. That's a very generous offer. And, and plus he said, don't pay me anything for a year. Nice. And you don't have to pay me anything and you can take the profit. That's unheard what of. Else could have offered us. And I had signed the contract in 24 hours with it. That's I awesome. To give me 24 hours in the next evening before six o'clock, I signed a contract with him to buy all his properties. And at that time, we didn't know anything how to buy these properties. And we didn't even hire an attorney. I just went online, downloaded a PSA and wrote it down and attached a list of all the houses. And he, that, he that's the old me. school way, right? That's the handshake. <laughs> yep. And he trusted me. I trusted him. Right. Yeah. That, that's his, the key. His sons advised him to hire an attorney. He said, I trust him. He trusts me. That's fine. We don't have to have an attorney. So uh, tell my listeners, how did that deal work out for you? Well, um, it the things changed a little bit after uh, <clears throat> signing a PSA. Then he decided because his sons, his sons were engineers and doctors and they said, you're still not out. You, you didn't get any money. You are still working with him. Mm. So you are not still out. So he asked me if I could get my own financing. And I said, yes, we can get our own financing, but you'll have to give me one house for free. And he agreed that he agreed to that. And he gave me a house for free. I went to the bank and got a financing. Awesome. And, and the interesting thing is bank gave us three offers. One for 10 year, another for 15 years, the third for 20 years. And we picked, guess what we picked? 20 years? 10 years. Really? Oh, wow. 10, <laughs> 10 years. We picked 10 years just for a quarter of interest less. Right. And, uh, but those properties were cash flow pretty good. And, yeah. uh, and after 10 days, he was supposed to teach me how to uh, do the management on these properties. But after 10 days, I had to let him go because he was old school. Uh, he started teaching me everything with pen and pencil. I said, no, 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 I can't do that. Yeah. You know, we come from IT world. IT world. I, yeah. can't, <laughs> I can't do that. And uh, I, I just let him go after 10 days. I, I just started learning myself and uh, started managing myself. I moved. I, I brought my business to a point where I was paperless. That's awesome. So I managed my properties without any paper, just with my computer. And even I didn't have internet on my computer. I just 
every time I needed uh, internet, I I hooked up to my hotspot. Oh wow! So I that, could have somebody so sign a lease anywhere. That's I didn't have to have any paperwork or anything. All right. So let's talk about gas stations because you mentioned gas stations and I have, I mean, of course I have seen, uh, you know, uh, some people from, or a lot of people from the community investing in gas station or owning gas station or working at gas station. Why did you put gas station uh, to invest? Well, uh, when I lost my job, I had friends who, they had two gas stations in Indianapolis. They offered me a job because it was only six months when I had come and uh, I didn't want to go back uh, to India. So I, because I, I brought some money with me, whatever I had at that time in India. So I spent all that buying a car, buying sofa, right, yes. everything else. And uh, I didn't want to go back bankrupt. Uh, so exactly. <laughs> I, I, I thought, okay, I'll start a job and uh, learn the gas station business. And after, a few months he gave me a partnership oh, in, one, okay. in one of the gas stations he gave me a 30 percent partnership and uh, in six months we made seventy thousand dollars that's a great way to reward your employees right offer them partnership they will start working harder they'll start treating it as their own business right? correct and i did the same thing i did the same thing i i i gave partnership to my some of my employees, some oh, of my okay. family, and I brought in partners and they have been with, with me for the last 19 years. That's interesting. And, and, and they are the ones who manage my gas stations now. Perfect. So how many gas stations do you own right now? I have eight. Eight gas stations. Wow. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I know that uh, you are a serial entrepreneur and you own all kinds of real estate as we have just discussed about single family residencies and we may will discuss about multifamily, your journey to multifamily as well. So how is gas station different from real estate or similar investments? Right. Well, there, there are two major differences because uh, gas station is a business. Right, like convenience store and all. Yeah, real estate is an investment. Okay. You can, you can buy a property, rent it out. You may not go there for a month. Right. And honestly, out of those, my 40 family, single family, some of them houses I had visited only once or twice. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I haven't even seen a couple of my properties yet for yeah. since I have bought them <laughs> three, four yep. years and ago. If you, if you do this in the gas station business, you won't find a gas station there. <laughs> yeah, it'll be bankrupt. <laughs> so gas station is something that wants your presence and time. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, it, 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 it requires you to be there. You've got to focus on that business, build it up, and then only you can you know, buy next one or next one. Correct. Correct. Right. Once you have systems in place, you have, then you have people in our community that they, they want to be partners because they can't buy a gas station by themselves. They either, they don't have the capital or they don't have the knowledge to buy a gas station. So they would come to experienced people work for us, then, then earn. I'm not saying I gave them, I didn't give them a donation. They earned this partnership. I got it. Got so it. they earned this partnership and they have been, and, and we all grew together. Right. And that's the key, right? Uh, in yeah. this kind of business. So um, 
help me understand how the gas station business works because I have heard that you know sometimes it's it's a lease based and sometimes you own the real estate as well. So how 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 do you own gas stations? Well, I do both ways, <clears throat> and some of them I I started with the lease because sometimes real estate you not you cannot get loan right on those properties. Sometimes there those uh, properties are contaminated. A lot of banks don't like to. Uh, give loan on the gas station properties because ah. there's a lot of risk of this uh, contamination. Right. So uh, we started the first gas station we bought is we bought is just a lease. We didn't buy the real estate. Ah, I see. We bought most of our gas stations. I did this. We bought the business, and after a few years, we bought the real estate. Ah, okay. So, so uh, usually uh, when you buy the gas station, does the seller also own the real estate, or even that person is leasing? Some of them do. Okay. We have we have bought properties along with the real estate, so biz- business along with the real estate. But some of them we have a like a we call him a jobber. So he's got two hundred gas stations in this area. Wow. So. So we leased from him first. So okay. if if you own a gas station and you want to get out of the gas station business, you got tired, you sell that business to me, not the real estate. So got I it. become I become a tenant, tenant of the, yes tenant of the same person. Yeah, it's like triple net properties, right? Office buildings. Correct. Those are, these gas stations are not triple net, right? Because, because you sell gas for them and then you get a part of the share of the gas as well. So that, that's, that's how I started the, my first, uh, the answer to your question, state answer is first, my uh, acquisition was uh, just the operations. Ah, I see, I, okay. not, the, not the real estate, but yeah. I have done this on most of my properties. I have bought the business first from somebody else, then I bought the property from the jobber. Got it. And would you prefer to have both or just the lease? Well, I, it depends. It depends. Okay. So if the rent is not too much, why would you buy? <laughs> right, right. So we have, we have some gas stations that we have owned it for years. We don't want to buy the real estate because the rent is so good. Why do okay. we need to take uh, uh, the liability of uh, the property? Right. Uh, if if we can just pay the rent and we can uh, just write down that uh, rent and uh, as make money still make money, so why do we want to own the dirt? Right. And how the, long are those leases usually? Ten years, twenty years, five years? Well, ours are lifelong. We okay. have like five, ten, fifteen. Okay. Our jobber trust us so much. Maybe. Right. So he just uh, keeps renewing our lease. I see. I see. Interesting. Yeah. No, normally they are 15 years. Okay. And then you keep renewing, right? Keep renewing. And he renews for everyone else as well. They're, they're really nice guys. And uh, they renew for everybody else too, unless you give problems to them. Right. right. Which, which is similar to, you know, real estate, right? Well, if you issues, they, you they got to get evicted. Yeah. <laughs> either get evicted or you, they tell you, they first give you a chance to sell your business because it doesn't work out too good ah, between you and them. I see. So uh, can you, uh, let's say, do you still look at gas stations, uh, uh, you know, when you're, uh, you're no. are you? No, not anymore. 
No, I don't. I don't do day-to-day okay. stuff on the gas stations, but I do a lot of uh, from home. Got it. Okay. Kind that of get... over overlook my businesses. Got it. Deal with the accountant. Deal with the attorneys. Buying process and everything. And I maintain the um, entity things myself. Right. Yeah, all the compliance work, right? Regulatory and they do They do day-to-day work. I do yes. most of the other work. Got it. And so can you go through the due diligence process you go through when you see a gas station deal or someone, you know, talks about it with you? What, what do you what do you usually <laughs> look for? Like in real estate, I know we look at, you know, the migration pattern, this, their job growth, then the numbers, etc. But what do you look for in gas station? <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. I look at the dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the dumpsters. Whenever I go to the gas station to look as a potential acquisition, I look at their dumpster. From the dumpster, I can, I can tell you in minutes what the gas station is worth. Interesting. So what do you look for in dumpster? Is it full? Is it half empty? <laughs> well, there, there are a lot of things that you can look from the dumpster. Uh-huh. Uh, those things, cardboard boxes, for example. From right. there, you can get an idea. I see, I see. What How the, many boxes are What there? the sale? And, and you can also <laughs> get the idea of the traffic to the gas station by looking at the trash and uh, the trash. Yes. So unless it's uh, it's been cleaned up today, I won't have any idea if it's right. cleaned up today. And uh, sometimes I do ask, what day is, is your trash day? And I do ask <laughs> that question. That's you. funny when you ask that. <laughs> sometimes I ask the cashiers, what day is your trash day? And they don't even know what I'm thinking. All right. <laughs> that's, that's funny. So that's the major part of your due diligence process, it seems. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's not just, <laughs> no, a, it's, I'm just, it's not just the trash. It's, it's, it's the inside sales. Uh, I mean, that's the first thing. Right, right. That's the first thing I look at. And uh, right now, there is, there is a proper, I have got, cal- cal- those gas stations, are, calculators are totally different than multifamily. But I can certainly look at the numbers and tell you what the income is going to be on this gas station. And, and uh, so when you look at the numbers, what are some of the things you um, highlight for you? Right? I, I divide the numbers into three portions. The inside sales. Okay. The lottery. Inside sales, excluding the lottery. So Okay, right. Yeah, because usually, and I remember because I worked at a convenience store when I was a student, same as you mentioned, $4.50 an hour. So we used to have a separate uh, machine or a cash register only for lottery, right? So that's uh, that's how I remember that lottery money goes into different registers. The gas, gas revenue, the lottery revenue, and the other rest of the inside sales revenue. So I divide that into three portions. Then I know what's the margin on gas in that market, what's the margin on the lottery, and what's the margin inside. Interesting. And do you buy all those gas stations with convenience stores? Yes. Okay. No. So, there, are, so, there aren't any here in oh, okay. without the convenience stores. Makes sense. Makes sense. So we, don't have, we don't have beer or liquor in our gas stations in Indiana. Got it. 
So, but uh, all the gas stations here are with convenience stores. Okay, always convenience. Some store. of them are huge convenience stores. Like yeah, because I've seen some are huge and some are. Ours are almost uh, three thousand square feet. That's huge. So that's itself is a, another business you got to manage. <laughs> manage oh yeah, definitely, big. definitely. Yeah. yeah. So that no, that's that's pretty interesting. And um, there's there's not much margin on the gas, so you can't just survive with the gas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that is true. Yeah. So uh, when you are buying real estate as well from the job, or uh, do you try to negotiate, or how does it work? Or is oh, yeah. it easier oh, to yeah. get the real estate? <laughs> no, definitely renegotiate. I I negotiate really hard <laughs> on the pricing because it, they are not sold on cap rates. Right. They are not sold on cap rates. Makes sense. And then are you able to get financing or that's always the ca cash? Well, the good thing is our job always finances us. Oh, salary financing. That's easy. <laughs> yep. He has always financed us. That's perfect. We have never gone to a bank to get a loan. Uh, and, and unless the very first time, the very first time we, we got a loan from the bank, and never again. Oh, wow. Okay. Our jobber gives a better deal than the bank. And you don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to dance to that. Tunes. Right. that <laughs> we don't have to. We recently bought two gas station properties from our jobber. He gave us a better deal than the bank. Wow. Oh, and yeah, and you know who he knows you. Uh, he can work with you directly. You are going to work with him directly. There is no one else involved. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So makes. So can you talk about your best deal in gas station so far? Okay, I was looking at the numbers of a gas station today. A gas station that we bought for uh, fifty thousand plus inventory. They are bought, like right? A, and, and that was just a business. And this was, I think, several years ago. Maybe we bought that in 2007. Okay, so yeah, 13 years. So 13 years. years ago, we bought that rundown gas station for just $50,000. Just the business, not the land. Right, the not the land, yeah. And I looked at the numbers today. We make 119000 in seven months. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's yep. crazy! That's awesome. <laughs> yep, yep. And do you do you uh, own the real estate also now for that gas station or no? Not on that one. because uh, it's I think the when you bought it, the lease is so. <laughs> we have a really know. good deal on the lease, so why uh, would we need to buy that property? And we have been offered the property, uh, but I don't want to buy that property. Makes sense. Any any other uh, deals? Uh, uh, no, or let me put it this way: any worst deal, or the number deals where you think numbers did not work out the way you thought would have. On the gas station? Yes. <laughs> yes, we we bought a gas station. It was a brand new gas station. Ah. Brand new. We thought it will pick up. It was in the best area of Fort Wayne, and a brand new gas station, and. Uh, we thought, okay, we will do really good on this one, but it took us five year to five year to bring it to where we wanted it to be. Wow, five years! So, what did you learn from it, from that experience? 
maybe I, I, I don't believe in development anymore. <laughs> I have a, I have a lot, I have a lot for the gas station in the corner, just around my house, like less than a mile. And with the experience from that gas station, I'm just a little reluctant to build a gas station. I see. Interesting. So last question, this question is interesting about gas station before we move on to the next portion. Because everyone keeps talking about electric car and I own Tesla. Where Me do too. you see, yeah, and where do you see gas stations going, right? Because people, of course, you know, they are chatting that, oh yeah, this will disappear, that this will have, that will happen. Gas so, stations are not going anywhere. Okay. Because gas stations, they are just called gas stations. They're not gas stations much of the gas station because the inside sale is the convenience store is where you make money. Right. Okay. So gas stations are not going anywhere as cars keep growing instead of the gas pumps, we'll have electric pumps. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll start replacing and I'm seeing cause I live in San Francisco Bay area where right. everyone owns the Tesla. So we are seeing a lot more electric uh, charging station all over. <laughs> when I started in gas stations 20 years ago, there were a lot of gas stations with the service stations. Right, yes. So at that time, there were service stations. And slowly, these franchises, service stations, they came. So people started going to those, like Napa or some others, mm -hmm. whatever. Yep, yep. And people started going to get their cars repaired over there. So those, those uh, workshops were converted into convenience stores. So now if now people are used to come to our convenience stores, it's that it's so convenient to go buy a pack of cigarettes or right. pack of chips or candy or whatever from a gas station, then going to Kroger's and buying that right. same yes. thing. Yes. So gas stations are not going anywhere and we are not making money on the gas anyways. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the, that's the, the I, I didn't know that much. Yeah. That, you know, and, most of the time you are making money on the sales, no, <laughs> not you're, the gas. You're just getting the customers in with the gas. Right. That's the it's key. very competitive business. Not even 1%, not even half percent. Wow. Not even half percent. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. A lot of times you end up even plus paying the credit card fee out of your pocket. Oh, so it's it's a very competitive business. I don't think anything is going to affect by people having electric cars. Still, they're going to come with the electric cars to buy gas, uh, not the gas, but other stuff. Other stuff, yeah, makes sense. Gas, so gas station. that's interesting. So what's next for KK Singh? What are you up to nowadays? Uh, we just uh, raised capital for our project in Houston, Texas. Fifty uh, unit property, a B class property in the A neighborhood in the gallery area of Houston, and we were oversubscribed in less than three weeks on that deal. We still have people calling us, want to get on their deal, and uh, but we are already oversubscribed, and uh, we are closing that on September sixteenth, and I'm That's going to Houston. On November that, 16th. That's awesome. September 16th. That's yeah. awesome. Congrats on that and good luck on the closing. So let's Thank take you. a quick break, uh, KK sir, and we'll be back after the break uh, talking about uh, 
some of the questions I ask every guest. Okay. Okay. You're listening to the Wealth Matters Podcast. The Wealth Matters Podcast. For more info about what we do, check us out at wealthmatters.com. It's wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, matters, M-A-T-R-S, dot com. Sure. Welcome back to Wealth Matters Podcast. I'm chatting with KK Singh and we discussed about gas station and his real estate uh, uh, portfolio as well. Uh, KK, are you ready for fire round? Sure. Okay. I'm going to fire away now. Sure. Would you be changing sure. any business or investment strategy after coronavirus? Well, uh, you didn't mention we bought an event center in January of this year. Whoa. And we, we ma- managed it uh, for two months. And the third month, it was closed down by governor's order because right. of the coronavirus. Wow. So that's, that's a tough one for us. So we opened back in June. Okay. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's the best uh, event center here in uh, Fort Wayne. We have inside, we have like 20,000 inside space, about 1,000 people. And nice. then we have an outside garden for about 1,000 people too. So that's it's, huge. Yeah. It's a huge, it's in eight acres. And uh, so what we did, we thought, okay, this is a good time to uh, add some value to the property. It's a newer property. It's 2005 built and it was built as a event center. So we added a lot of value to that property to to bring it to, because it was never updated by the previous uh, owners. Right. So we brought it up and we are ready to shoot when uh, a lot of uh, our events were moved to, uh, first they moved from March, April to September, October, and now they moved it to next year. Right. So that that's a tough time, but we added value in the meantime to cash it on maybe next year. Yeah, yeah, keeping fingers crossed. Yeah, and interesting. I was uh, about to invest because I love, I told you before the uh, podcast, before we started, that I love working out. So I was about to participate in a gym, actually. I wanted to be like an active owner because I always want, and I'm like, I backed out at last minute somehow. I don't know why. And, and right now, I would have been struggling because it was the yeah. same thing. It was like end of last year, we were planning to start it. But yeah, well, I think the good good thing is we bought it for cash. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you don't have to we, worry. We don't have to worry about the payments, right. or we don't have to worry about uh, the rent. Right. So that's a plus point. But uh, unfortunately, we had to fire some um, employees, lay off, not fire, yes, yes, lay off some employees, and that's a sad part. Yeah. And but we are getting back. We are getting uh, most of our business was business meetings right so we are getting back some of them but not all of them uh but i i think uh, that's that was a tough one but we'll get through it yeah that's that's a tough one favorite real estate or finance or any other related book book yes i like textbooks (laughs) yeah yeah i love tax talking about tax-free wealth Tax-free right. wealth by uh, Tom Wilwright. Tom, yes. Tom Wilwright. Yeah. yeah, he gave us that book last week for free. 
Yes, no, I love that book. Yeah, it's he, he presented at our uh, mastermind, Rod oh, nice. mastermind, and he sent us, he mailed us uh, uh, those books for free. I haven't got a chance to read it, but I listened to Oh, you're going to love it. I follow him, and I have saved so much money by listening to him on taxes. Yeah, so I, I bought his course on tax, uh, tax-free wealth about three years ago, and that changed my mind. Uh, that's when I decided, okay, I want to do this, you know, a uh, lot more than I was doing by buying two, three properties a year. I said, that's not going to cut it. You know, after reading his book, I, I was like, it makes sense because I want to keep most of what I make. I don't want to donate to the government. <laughs> yeah, you can donate it to other people. Exactly. Yeah. Any tool or website you re highly recommend or you cannot live without? Uh, I am uh, Evernote Consultant. Oh, so I I use I've been using Evernote since 2000, I think 10. Wow, that's early because I started and using like 2015. I use it heavily, heavily. Yeah, it's, it's I use it tool. for everything. So yeah. Evernote is one of my favorite app, but I am very high tech. I use a lot of other uh, applications for my productivity, but Evernote is the best one i have that's so awesome. far so that's why i i did the certification first then they <laughs> changed that certification into consultant so i became an evernote consultant that's great any advice for beginner investors sure um i always say invest in yourself before you invest in any real estate at all yes. that's the key how do you give yep. back we have a charity and we have a unique charity. I just talked about it in my last podcast too. I'm glad you asked me that. So we have had a charity since 2009. Mm -hmm. We started with adopting 10 kids in South India. Wow. Through, through an organization here locally, worldwide, not forgotten children worldwide. Nice. I'm so, going to look it up. Yep. You can look it up and you might see my picture on their website as well because we are one of their sponsors and we now we have 15 kids. That's great. And uh, our charity, why I said is unique. We don't accept any donations from anyone. Every carton of cigarette we sell at a gas station, we put 10 cents towards our charity. Wow. And, nice. uh, and then a percentage, a little per small percentage of everything we buy. So that, that brings us to 25 to 30,000 a year. So we are, uh, we are connected with six organizations all over the world. We pay them on regular basis. And there we have, we are connected with the rest, local rescue mission here as well. So some of them are local, some of them are worldwide. Okay, okay, that's awesome. Thank you for doing what you are doing. And actually I will reach out to you after the podcast because I would love to know more about, you know, sure. the charity part. <laughs> and I did, I did all that myself. I, I formed my charity myself. I got the um, 503C certification myself. Oh, nice. I, I didn't spend a penny and I can help you to do everything yourself. That would be awesome. 
because you know at some point we start we need to start giving back right <laughs> i so think this the this is the key yes if you if you give back you get 10 times yes. i i i you i get 10 totally times and i highly i highly believe in this and uh, for this covid i have been coaching i i offered a coaching program to all our members uh, not all our members the doctors and nurses who were on the front lines in the covid so i offered them a free uh, coaching course for 6 months that is so nice of you and i you know my top 3 favorite books one of them is the go giver by bob berg and it's such an awesome book and it exactly talks about what you said that you do not worry about getting anything back start giving and you will get it 10 times 20 times more <laughs> i'm all about giving yes i never i never tried to monetize anything i'm all about giving 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 and it comes back many four times that's awesome how can my listeners reach out to you they can reach out to me on our facebook group that's where i am most of the time 10x multifamily investment group Yes. or linkedin i am on linkedin or they can go to our website growrichcapital.com and fill up the form and uh, or even schedule a call with me sure awesome and i'll put that in the show notes thank you so much yeah. kk it thank was nice chatting with you Please. take care <laughs> thank you for having thank you for having me it's my pleasure absolutely thanks for listening to the wealth matters podcast If you enjoyed it, please leave us a 5-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing.